0: Father God, uh, we're so excited about that living hope that we were just singing about. You are our living hope. You and nothing else. We we love to proclaim that, and we want to do so again this morning. We want to sing about it. We want to hear about it. I pray that you would come before us and you would open our, our hearts, that the eyes of our hearts would be enlightened we just heard about. We thank you for the faith that we have received, some of us, and we ask you for new faith, for deeper faith, for a growing faith. In the Lord Jesus, we pray these incredible things in your name. Amen. Please have a seat. Listen, thank you so much for being here. What a day! What a crazy place we live in. Complaining about the cold and wet last week, or complaining about the heat this week. Just, uh, we just love to complain. It's actually beautiful, though. I'll, I'll take it, even though I'm already sweating. Listen, before we get into um, the passage this morning, I just want to mention a couple things. We want to celebrate something. We don't usually talk about politics very much up here. We don't want people to get confused that this is like a political movement, because it's not. This is all about, this is all about Jesus. We follow Jesus. We don't follow a political party, but there's something interesting that happened this week. The Supreme Court uh, decision to overturn the protections for abortion that have been in place for 50 years was kind of a big deal. So we, we just want to mention that. We can we can celebrate some of that. That's a step in the right direction. Um Like I said, we don't talk about politics very much, but abortion transcends politics. It's more of a biblical issue. And partly we we see that because in Psalm 139, verse 13, it says, for you formed my inward parts. You knitted me together in my mother's womb. I praise you for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Like this, this is a big deal to some extent, but it's also just a very small step because obviously nothing changes in Oregon. But some, there's some things that are going to change around the country. It'll be a little more difficult to um, t- to have an abortion. We never know what's going to happen, right, with in the future if they stack the court or whatever whatever the, the options are that they have here. So we just wanna want to celebrate just a little bit. Thank God for, for that decision. And we also want to recognize there's still more work to be done in that area. There's still organizations that you can support like Hope Pregnancy Center that are that are working with girls that are in crisis, that are, are dealing with unplanned pregnancies and giving them some alternatives to abortion that they can work on. There's also foster care and adoption that we need to support. That's a great way for us to, to jump in and help out for, for kids that are dealing with um, tragic situations whose parents can't take care of them. And certainly if the law went further and Oregon stopped having abortions, we'd have a lot more of those kids to take care of. So, this is um, a victory, but it, but it is a small victory. Um, and I also want to say anytime we mention abortion, we want to make sure and just uh, just acknowledge the grace and the mercy that comes from Jesus in this area. Statistics show that, that just even here today, um, abortion is represented. Uh, and so we, we just want everybody to know this is not the unpardonable sin. This is, this is not something that Jesus wouldn't forgive, won't forgive. There is forgiveness for that. So if there's shame and there's guilt for, for something like this in your past, I encourage you to reach out to us so we can hook you up with somebody that has gone through this, that has been led to forgiveness, that has been led to hope through the cross. We can hook you up with that. You can email me at tim@outwardchurch.com. It can be really confidential, or you can or you can talk to me or or somebody else here today, and we can try to we can try to um, we can try to do that for you. Okay. Anyways, we can celebrate that. Let's let's celebrate something else a little more lighter uh, on a lighter note. Um, I don't know if you noticed, but we got the heaters installed. <laughs> what great timing! Should we take it for a test drive, Tim? Can we, should we hook them up and get a little heat in here? Uh, Outward kicked down some money, about 10 grand actually for these. That wasn't all the cost, um, but that was because of your generosity. Thank you so much for giving and for helping uh, with that. That will be handy eventually uh, to to have these heaters and not have to roll out these patio heaters, which... Only worked marginally. It was more like we're just trying to show that we're trying to heat the place. Uh, The eight people around those patio heaters did get a little heat. (laughs) Anyway, so we celebrate that. And I have one more thing to celebrate. I'm so sorry. This is taking forever to get going. We have graduated from verses 3 through 14 in Ephesians 1. (laughs) Woo! (laughs) We have been in that passage for like eight weeks, for a couple of months. And we have graduated to the next section, which is 15 through 23. Carrie read that for us this morning. And I don't know if you um, have a Bible that has titles on each section, but my Bible says for this section, it's Thanksgiving and prayer. That's what's going on here. Paul just got done unpacking some meaty, beefy doctrines about who God is. And he's rolling into this prayer that he has for the Ephesians. And it's two parts. The first part is a thanksgiving of what God has done for the Ephesians. And then he rolls into asking God for more. Okay, thanking God for what he's done, asking God to do even more, to go even further with the Ephesians. And He here's a couple of the meaty, beefy statements that are made in this next section that I'm not going to cover, but that's what's coming in the weeks in the future. He's asked for a spirit of wisdom and revelation and the knowledge of God. He's asking for the eyes of the Ephesians' hearts to be enlightened. He's asking... That God would um, help them know the hope to which he has called them. And he's asking uh, God uh, to reveal to the Ephesians the immeasurable greatness of his power toward us who believe. Like these are intense, deep, cool things that he is asking for for the Ephesians. And we're going to get there. But this morning, let's talk about the thanksgiving of what God has done. He's thanking God for two things, primarily. We can put up the Ephesians 1, 15 and 16, I can read that um, for us. He says, for this reason, because I have heard of your faith in the Lord Jesus and your love toward all the saints, I do not cease to give thanks for you, remembering you in my prayers. He's thanking God for faith and he's thanking God for love. He's acknowledging that faith and love are kind of a big deal. And he's, little side note, he's thanking God for those things because God is who provides the faith that moves into love. We talked about this a little bit in, uh, in the verses 3 through 14 when he's saying you've been chosen before the foundation of the world. You've been predestined by God. You've been adopted into his family. This is all God that, that, is, that is providing our faith for us. He talked about it in the previous section. He's going to talk about it in chapter 2, verse 8. I don't think we, I gave it to uh, Jeff back there. For by grace you have been saved through faith. This is not your own doing. It's a gift from God. So Paul is thanking God for the gift of the faith in the Lord Jesus and the love for all the Saints the faith and the love kind of a big deal Paul is saying do you know who else thinks faith in love is a big deal pretty much everybody so this is how I know this as I was watching don't laugh at me but I was watching a motivational video this week Okay, don't don't judge me. I know some of you have watched some of these. I was Googling something, and up popped this this video, uh, and the title was the most inspiring video you've ever seen, or whatever or you ever heard. It's actually mostly just it's snippets of famous people giving inspirational one-liners it seems like it's it's 10 minutes of this and so it was like oh the most inspirational thing I've ever heard I've got I gotta hear this right this is gonna be good and then I looked closer at the video and it was Will Smith's face on the video and I was like oh now I really gotta now I really gotta watch this what's Will Smith saying you know I, this was before the uh the incident you know the slap uh, I'm sure so uh so anyway so I so I click on this And we're going to listen to a snippet of it because you just got to hear it from the horse's mouth here. But um, let me just tell you what all of these little snippets were, were pointing to, saying, you've got to trust in something. You've got to believe in something. You've got to have faith in something. You've got to love something. You've got to find your love. You've got to stand for something. That is the sum total of everything I heard on this inspirational video set to some really cool music so you kind of start tearing up a little bit like, oh man, this is such a big deal. That's the sum total of it. And reducing it down, it's faith and love that they were pointing to just like Paul is pointing to faith and love let's listen to my favorite part of this video it's only like 30 seconds can we throw that up there the video doesn't say much it's just the words Everybody really inspired? Wasn't that awesome? <laughs> Guess not. Hey, if you're anything like me, you hear, so- I don't know if you could really make it out. I, I, I can repeat it to you. It's kind of loud in here. Um, but if you're anything like me, you hear stuff like that and you're like, are you kidding me? This is nonsense what this person is talking about. What did he just say? Who gives that kind of advice? Trust in something, anything, is gonna give you confidence to find what you love or something like that. That's the essence of what was said. I, like I heard it and I was like, oh, I wanna mock this guy on, on Sunday. Like, this is crazy. So I talked to my brother, Matt, who's preaching at Salem on the same thing this morning. And we were like, that's probably not helpful you know, to just te- tear people apart. Let's find something more constructive. Where do we agree with some of the things that we just heard? Where do we agree with the world in this area? But first, let me tell you who that is. Who would give advice like that? Like, would... Somebody that has lived wouldn't just say, believe in anything. Anybody, anybody that's bright wouldn't just say, like, anything you put your trust in will give you the confidence, would they? Like, certainly not like a, an entrepreneur, like maybe the greatest entrepreneur of all time, maybe the greatest businessman of all time, the greatest innovator of all time. That is stinking Steve Jobs that said that in a commencement speech that was Steve Jobs' interpretation of how to live a successful meaningful purposeful life trust in something trust in anything but like i said there are things that we can point to in this in this little snippet of his commencement speech that we can agree with we can point to and say okay he's he's kind of he's kind of Barking up the right tree. So here, the first thing is the dots. I don't know if you caught this, but he says you have to trust the dots will connect at some point in the future. Believing that the dots will connect down the road will give you the confidence to follow your heart. Let's focus on the dots for a second. What is he alluding to? He's alluding to something bigger than him. Something bigger than us. Like a, a higher power. He can't quite grasp it. He can't figure it out, but he's calling it the dots. But he is barking up the right tree, isn't he? Yet yeah, you're pointing the right direction there, Steve. Good job. There is something. There is a higher power at play. There is something. There is purpose and meaning in life. So that's one thing we can point to and, and agree on. And then he moves to trust or faith and love. He's asserting we must have trust or faith in something. You must. He's, he's asserting that faith and, and trust will lead to love, will give you the confidence and hope to love in something. That, that faith and love is a central motivating factor in life. And without trusting in something, without faith in something, you may not have the confidence in order to love. That's Barking up the right tree, isn't it? That's kind of close. He's pointing the right direction. There's a few things that we can point to here and what Steve Jobs is saying and say we can kind of agree with that. What we disagree, though, is what your faith should be in. Right? Small detail or giant detail. Jobs is arguing that you have to have trust in something, and he gives a list. And when he gives a list like that, your life, you trust in something, your life, gut, your karma, destiny, whatever. When he gives a list like that, it makes clear he doesn't know. It's an unknown thing. He is talking about the unknown God of faith and love. it can be known. The God of faith and love can be known. It's very specific. But Steve Jobs is pointing to the fact that he doesn't know. He's indicating he doesn't know. It sounds a little bit like Acts 17. I don't know if you uh, are familiar with this section, but this section is the same Paul, the Apostle Paul, hanging out in Athens. He's walking around. He's, he's, Preaching Jesus to a bunch of people, he sees idols everywhere. They're worshiping all the Greek gods, I guess. And he stumbles onto one idol that says, to the unknown God. An unknown God. They're bright enough to to realize there may be something bigger than us. There may be something we don't know about. Let's create a statue so we can worship the unknown God. And this is what he has to say to them in Acts 17, 22. Men of Athens... I perceive that in every way, you are very religious. For as I passed along and observed the objects of your worship, I found also an altar with this inscription, to the unknown God. What therefore you worship as unknown, this I proclaim to you. The God who made the world and everything in it, being Lord of heaven and earth does not live in temples made by man, nor is he served by human hands, as though he needed anything, since he himself gives to all mankind life and breath and everything, and he continues to proclaim to them the God of the universe, the true God, the living God. He uses their own philosophers. Did you know this? He quotes Epimenides, some random philosopher, and Aratus. In Acts 17 to help them see Look you're, you're searching for something you're, you're looking for something You even acknowledge that you don't know it Let me proclaim him to you Do you know what's crazy? Steve Jobs Was As he passed away Was a modern day philosopher Telling us we should worship The unknown God of faith And love he didn't know it, but just like Paul proclaimed to the men of Athens, we can proclaim the God of faith and love here this morning. And just like Paul is, is, is thanking God for the faith and the love that the Ephesians have received, we can thank God for the faith and love that we have received here as a church. Can we not? So let's talk about that. Let's talk about the faith and love. Unlike Steve Jobs, unlike or contrary to what Steve Jobs is saying, faith and love, it's not nebulous, it's not general, it's not arbitrary, it's in something very specific. If we go back to the, to the passage, verse 15, Paul says, because of I have heard of your faith in the Lord Jesus... That's what our faith needs to be in. It's not general, it's not arbitrary, it's specific. It's in the Lord and it's in Jesus. Those two words are important. It's not in Jesus Christ our Lord, it's not in our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Martin Lloyd-Jones says it's Lord and it's Jesus on purpose. It's Lord and it's Jesus. It's God and it's man. It's God in the flesh. Our faith must be in something as specific as this. He is Lord, meaning he is the holy God. He is the second person in the Trinity. He sits at the right hand of God the Father. He was there in the beginning when things were made. He'll be there in the end, judging in righteousness when things are all done. He is Lord, but he's also Jesus. He came low from heaven. He was born of a virgin. He lived an incredible life. He did incredible things while he was living here. And then he was tortured, beaten, crucified, murdered. Then he was buried like any man can be. And then he was risen. He was raised again. And he ascended into heaven. He is God in the flesh. So, one thing we can ask is, do you have faith in the Lord Jesus specifically, not in a higher power, not even in a God that forgives, specifically in the Lord Jesus? Is he your Lord? Is he your ruler? Is he your master? Is he your king? Will you obey him? He is not a harsh and a domineering Lord. He is a gentle and a lowly Lord. But not just Lord, do you believe that He's Jesus? He was a man. He is our hero. He is our Savior. Even though He was God, He didn't count equality with God something to be grasped and humbled Himself. He considered us more significant than him and humbled himself even to the point of death. And because he did that, God the Father gave him a name above all names. It is the name Jesus, right? Do we have faith? Do you have faith in the Lord Jesus? It's not general. It's not arbitrary. It's specific. And it's not in you we can't put faith in ourselves this is the sum total of what will smith steve jobs and the rest of them were saying it's your goals it's your achievements this is in the video determination motivation perspiration especially today that's not right, that's not where you put your faith. You don't put it in your virtue. You don't put it in your work ethic. We got so many hard workers in Silverton. That's not where your faith belongs. It's not in your, in your morals. It's not in your achievements. It's not how you can pick yourself up and dust yourself off, forget about, about all that. It's not in us at all. It's in the Lord Jesus. Have I made that point? We should modify Steve's speech a little. Don't you think? He said you must trust in something. We must trust in someone. The Lord Jesus. And that will give you confidence. That will give you the hope to not follow your heart. But to follow Jesus. And to follow Jesus' heart. And how do we do that? We love others. This is the other thing that, that Paul had heard about the Ephesians. That I've heard about your faith in the Lord Jesus. And he had heard about the love for all the saints. Love for all the saints is how we follow Jesus. Uh, Jesus gives us this, this word in John thirteen thirty four. A new command I give you love one another as i have loved you so you must love one another by this everyone will know that you are my disciples if you love one another the ephesians apparently had gotten the message they received the faith of the lord jesus they received that love that jesus had for them and then they were loving each other that is how this works you cannot love people until you know that you are loved. Otherwise, your love is looking for something in return. Otherwise, you're loving someone to be loved back. I'm, I'm serving you to be served. I'm, I'm loving you to get respect, to get admiration. When you see that Jesus loved you, when you see that Jesus gave everything for you, not for anything you can do or anything you will do, because it was just something he wanted to do, he wanted to display his grace and mercy to you. When you receive that love, you can share that love. That's how that works. And you can support each other. We can encourage each other. We can serve each other. This is somewhat foreign to us this is not something we do naturally we are not lovers naturally we are actually closer to haters we are selfish self-centered sinners the Bible tells us and when we see the love that, that happens, we see the love of the support and the, and the service of each other, the sacrificing for each other, hanging out with each other, people that don't necessarily have things in common, people that wouldn't necessarily hang out. There's something supernatural about that. It's cool. When the super successful are hanging out with the struggling, when the blue collar are hanging out with the, the white collar, when the, when the farmer's hanging out with the financial advisor, When people of different backgrounds, people of different cultures, people of different races are hanging out together, are serving each other and supporting each other. This is the love that we're hearing about. And this is what happens. This is what we receive when we receive the faith of the Lord Jesus, then we are able to love each other. And it's because... We're part of the same family. Isn't that right? So it doesn't matter what kind of backgrounds we come from, what what things we have in common. We have all things in common with each other. Because we're brothers and sisters in the same family. We are all children of the same father. God the father. And blood is thicker than water. We want to serve each other. When we've received the gift of faith in the Lord Jesus, when we see how we've been chosen, adopted, redeemed. When we see that we've received the Holy Spirit, we've been sealed and guaranteed for the inheritance. When we see how he loved us, we will love one another. I'm a little sad when I was thinking about Steve Jobs, that as successful as he was, I don't know that he ever figured it out or that he received the faith and the love that we're talking about this morning. And I wonder if some of you are on a quest, like an endless search for faith and love, like it sounded like Steve Jobs is on. I'd just like to tell you, if you're, if you're one of the few people here that, um, that are searching for this, you're barking up the right tree. You're at the right place because this place is filled with people that have received the faith in the Lord Jesus and have love for all the saints. Outward church. I just wanna pull a Paul for a second and say, thank God for all of you because I have heard of your faith in the Lord Jesus and I have seen your love for the saints. You guys don't get the benefit of this, but but every week, I hear from people that come and talk to me and talk to, to other leaders of the church and say, man, I can't tell you what a blessing this is. Like I, I've discovered new faith or I've discovered I've got deeper faith or, my, or, or a growing faith. Somebody stopped me last week and was like, this church is alive. This church is awesome. And I was like, why? What is it? Well, you know, tell me, what do, you, what do you see? And he's like, well, you guys are preaching the gospel like oh yeah yeah yes we do that yeah we try to do that every week there was somebody else that came last week who's not here today so i can tell i can tell the story had never stepped foot in a church before and the guy rolls up to this place like the coolest church of all time cool lighting cool building cool cool people, walks over to the table, it's got like a pile, a bounty of food sitting on it, grabs coffee, grabs tea, sits down, has an incredible time uh, hearing the band, worshiping a God he has never experienced before. But then he hears about the forgiveness of sins, not because of anything that he can do. He can't achieve it. All you have to do is just believe. I just have to acknowledge that this Lord Jesus is real and died for my sins after the service. He said, man, this is awesome. Can I come every week? (laughs) Uh, Yeah, yeah, yeah. It turns out we we have an opening this week. (laughs) He's actually in Salem, so we can talk about him. Man, I have heard of your faith. From, on Sunday, we have heard of conversations that are taking place in community groups. It is awesome. And I thank God for that. Not just the faith in the Lord Jesus, but in your love for all the saints. Just attending today is a big deal, isn't it? There's lots of things you could have been doing. The coast is looking pretty good right now, isn't it? Camping looks pretty fun. I don't know, maybe some, in the shade somewhere. Swimming, working at home because of all the deferred maintenance, because of all the rain, working on your farm for some of you. But you chose to come here and hang out with the saints, to hang out with the Christians. I see that, and we thank God for that. Some of you are not just attending, but you said, I want to help out. So you're serving in kids, serving in the parking lot, you're, you're helping with hospitality, the, the sound guys, the band. I see that, that is love, that is service, that is sacrifice. We see people leading some of these teams, we see people hosting and leading community groups and wanting to spend even more time with the saints, that is love for the saints and we thank God for that. And giving, oh my gosh, I know how hard you worked for that money and I see it come in on a regular basis and I thank God. For your love for the saints. Some of you don't know us from Adam. We just showed up like a year ago and like started asking for money. And and you guys are kicking down and helping us out. I see that. We see that. And we thank God for that. I asked you last week for more money because we have big visions and, and all kinds of things. I'll probably ask you for more money next week. But listen, today we thank God for every dollar that you have given. Thank you so much. This church is a display of what's happening in the Ephesians. The the faith is obvious. It is apparent. But it is not in something general. It is not in something nebulous. It is not in something arbitrary. It's something very specific. It's the God of the Old and the New Testament that we have faith in. Who had a son named Jesus. And it's exclusive, the faith that we have. It's only through that God, it's only through His Son, Jesus, that you can be saved. You can't have no confidence in yourself. And this is a personal faith. You can know Him, and He will know you. He already knows you. If you are searching for endless faith and love, I invite you to believe and trust in the Lord Jesus and to see that faith and see that love that Jesus has for you turning to love for others. Let me end in prayer and thank God, for, um, thank God for the faith and the love that we've seen. Father, we thank you for Paul. We thank you for his work. And his, and his letters that we get to glean so much from. We thank you for his work in Athens. As he is, as he is looking at the culture of, of that place. And being able to, to discover what they are looking to for their salvation and be able to proclaim the god of the old and the new testament you proclaim you god to them and people believed as a result of that we pray that we would have success and doing that as well, that we could, that we could help people take the, the culture that they live in here and now to see the, the, uh, the, uh, or hear the things that are being said about the unknown gods of faith and love. And we can tell people, I know what you're looking for. I found it. It's faith in the Lord Jesus that you need. I pray that we would be able to do that, and I pray that we would be able to receive that for some of us who have never received it. And we thank you for the faith and the love that you have given us, that we have received. We thank you for the love of the saints that we have seen here at this church we ask you for a deeper understanding of all this as we continue to walk through Ephesians in the weeks to come. Pray this in your name, amen.